0: From Luminary, this is Karamo, a podcast. Hey friends, welcome to Karamo. I am your host, Karamo. And on this episode, I am talking to my friend, actor, singer, and all-around entertainer, Skylar Astin. Now, Skylar is undoubtedly a success. But even after achieving movie star status in films like Pitch Perfect, television star status with his hit shows like *Zoe Extraordinary Playlist, and Broadway star status by being in the Tony Award-winning Spring Awakening. What I love about Skyler is that he is always pushing himself to be better and to dream bigger. On this conversation, we're going to discuss mapping out your dreams, dreaming bigger, and truly slowing down and focusing on your growth and happiness. So without further ado, let's start talking and growing, friends. Friends, my next guest is one of the most talented people I know. He is a movie star, a Broadway star, a singer, and all-around nice guy. He can currently be seen in the NBC musical dramedy Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I'm excited to talk to and grow with my homie, Skylar Astin. Skylar, how are you, my friend? I'm wonderful, thanks for that lovely intro. Thank you, man. As I researched you, what I thought was most extraordinary is that this love of music and singing and dancing, which you're so spectacular at, is not some, I moved to Hollywood and sort of got forced into this. This is part of who you are. When did you start singing and dancing and doing all of the artistic things that make you who you are?
1: I feel like my journey, my inspiration, and the way that I approach things these days is always from the inside out. And music is no stranger to that for me. In fact, I take great musical inspiration from my grandfather, Bob Fisher. He played bugle in the Navy. He was an absolutely beautiful jazz trumpet player and had such appreciation. So I had that in the car growing up. And I always wanted to take guitar lessons, but we had this piano in the house that now is in my house in L.A., and I started taking piano lessons. Then I started kind of competing classically in piano at like eight and nine. But still, all Little League sports would sooner go to a Nick game more than a Broadway show until one of the fourth Broadway shows I saw, which was Jekyll and Hyde. And people give that show flack because it's a poppy show. But I saw the original cast very, very close. Linda Etter, Robert Cuccioli. And seeing Robert Cuccioli make the transition from Jekyll to Hyde, back to Jekyll again, back to Hyde in front of my face with two light cues and an actor and a band my world was rocked and that seed was planted deeply. I've had the opportunity to tell Robert this 10 like years later when I was doing Spring Awakening in New York when he came to see it. But that was a beautiful moment for me. So anyway, moving forward, like I had that itch. I had that thought. And I think my mom saw that in me. So now fast forward to when I'm 13. I'm on the basketball team in my uh, middle school, and my mom is kind of encouraging me to audition for the local community theater production of Godspell. And I've told this story a bunch of times, and basically the quick story is, I was some jock who showed up, sang a theater song, got the part because I was a boy, and totally got bitten by the theater bug. My life did a total 180. I went from a sports camp to a theater camp. (laughs) I started immersing myself. I started doing three shows at once when I was 16, doing the pajama game while doing readings in New York of Spring Awakening and Me Nobody Knows with active members of the Rent cast, which was a huge moment for me, working with someone like Anthony Rapp at 16. I mean, all my musical theater dreams are coming true, and it's just kind of like... It was a really glorious building block for me. It's actually a time, and we will get to this way later when we start talking about life, that I would talk about with my therapist. I'd be like, God, man, just that 15 to 17 year old kid, like singing with that sharper image CD water resistant player in the shower to Into the Woods and all these cast recordings. Like, that was my home keys then. I was just so inspired and filled. I felt like I could play any part. And that's starting to come back, actually it is back. I even had a moment just last night, fast forwarding ahead through Spring Awakening and through the TV film transition and now kind of having a nice blend of all of it to literally yesterday, I mapped out this total theater manifestation. Everyone always talks about a dream role and I think I kind of dreamed my dream trajectory. I know some of them are actually have concrete possibilities but it's just a good feeling to know in your heart of hearts that like you have that to give. And then some.
0: You know, what I think is pretty exceptional about what you just said is that it's never too late to dream and dream bigger and believe more for yourself. But what I think about someone who has accomplished, who's still setting goals and dreams for themselves, that is pretty inspirational because most people will look at you and say, he's made it. You've literally, as I said in the intro, have went from movie star, Broadway star, television star, as a young actor coming to Hollywood, you are the epitome of success. So why was it important
1: for you to still dream and dream bigger? My two parents and my soul and my spirit that I've recently reconnected with in a very, very, very important way. As an artist, as a person, most importantly, I think that when you consider life first and then your creativity can kind of be an extension of that, through your immediate family, sharing with your extended family, your chosen family, your all the way through mankind and beyond. I don't understand what the term making it means or made it. Uh, and I think that since that's not my philosophy, I always see a room for growth. I want to play every part. And believe me, I must tell you, I wear all of my accomplishments with pride. But I was wondering since the TV film space kind of only knew me as that pitch perfect guy and didn't know my theater stuff really, You know, people want to see me just play the nice guy and people in New York, my family, they know I've played hundreds of roles and I have so much more to give. So I stopped being bogged down by that probably last year. It's in my heart. It's in my bones. It's in my soul. I know what I can do and we'll see how long it takes me to just work towards it. I mean, I'm not worried anymore. It's a good feeling.
0: That's a really nice feeling when you get to that space of sort of clarity. You keep referencing last year. That is when you sort of had this awakening and you started to work on yourself. What was going on in your life at that point where you felt like I need to start figuring out new paths and dreaming bigger?
1: Well, as you know, I went through a major life change. You know, you're forced when you go through a divorce to deal with your own issues and like, who is this person? And thankfully, Myself and my ex, both individually and separately, were dealing with our own therapy about a year before we ended. So we kind of came out of it very amicably and really wishing the best for the other person as an individual. Now, having said that, I took that opportunity and ran with it. I have never been working more, but I think that's because I fixed and organized some things that were going on in my brain with my creativity and in my heart. Period, you know, and I've reconnected more with my family, with my community. I've made such wonderful new friends. And of course, I want the best for her and know she's doing the same. But for me personally, it changed my life. And I've never been happier because I know myself really well now. I get along with myself, I get bored, I get sad. I had anxiety last week. I reached out to my therapist, we had an amazing talk last Saturday. And I totally recharged, sang some new songs and built back up. You know, you just said something that I want to go back on because you said it
0: and it hit me in my heart. It was really powerful. You said, I get along with myself. That's some real stuff right there. For someone to say, I get along with myself after going through something, how did you get to the place where you could say confidently, I get along with myself? What was that process like?
1: Well, I just think like sorting out with me, my soul and my therapist to go like what parts of me are specific to this relationship that's ending and what parts are just specific to me as a person and what parts now can I give myself a little bit of a break on now that I have this freedom of thought and expression and I get to make these distinctions in life, in dating, in career, in lifestyle, in style. (laughs) and ain't nobody could tell me nothing because I get along with myself. I like the fact that my shirt is pinker than pink. Yeah. By the way, that was high school too, and I got along with most people. I dealt with some bullying, but I stood up for myself, and I stood up for my friends too
0: you're also breaking down these very toxic male behaviors and thoughts around masculinity. Because as you said, you were young, you played sports, and then you got bit by the theater bug. I know when you were talking about bullying, where did that strength come from to still allow yourself to say, I'm going to go after my passion, and I'm not going to allow people's perception of me being a male and being in the arts to deter me?
1: Well, I have to actually say that the bullying precludes the theater. I wasn't bullied because I did theater. I was until they came to see the musical. And they were like, dude, you're you're actually pretty good. Like, that was pretty dope. You (laughs) kissed that one girl. Like, it was wild. I was friends with some of the popular kids. I still played baseball through high school. And I liked bringing those people in the theater people together and showing both people like, don't be afraid to be yourself. And my favorite thing was when I like, convinced a lot of the guys in the football team to do an improv class that my theater teacher was doing. And they were like the best improvers. They were so funny. But anyway, the bullying. The bullying was during like the bar mitzvah time, but not my grade. I was friends with some of the girls from the older grade. yeah. So the boys from the older grade did not like that. So picture a sixth grader you know, at a temple and behind you, you got Jesse and the other dude, Daniel pulling out my hair, my Jonathan Taylor Thomas cut that I got going on, you know, (laughs) and torturing me and really saying like, they're going to jump me, man. I mean, it's New York. It was scary. And and my friends who (laughs) we all hadn't sprung up yet. We're not even through puberty. They're not coming to my defense and I don't blame them. (laughs) And I don't know what my advice is, but I will say that I had my own anxiety going to school. I had What I used to call nervous stomachs that I now know are panic attacks. And I remember my dad rolling a skateboard, which my mom would never want me to have, into the garage just to get me excited for something. And I remember clutching my stomach and running away into the house. And like my poor dad, like, did I do something wrong? And I just think I felt such guilt. Like, why am I so scared to just go to school? Like, what is going on? And then my dad sat me down and explained to me that he used to have panic attacks and that, you know, and he's commuting from work. He still will have them. And just that like humanization, that father-son talk. I mean, again, like that gave me such strength. And whoever your chosen father figure is, just that mentor, whoever that is to you, like moments like that are so key. It unlocked everything. And then it normalized it. So I understood how to cope and breathe through it. And, like, just, okay, the stomachache will go away. You don't actually have to go to the bathroom. This is actually something else. Yeah. Because it manifests itself physically, man. It's so scary. I mean, now when I have them, it's more chest. But, like, that was helpful in a long process. I mean, really, my entire sixth grade. But then when I started doing Godspell in Seventh eighth, and then I was ready to tell everyone to come to Guys and Dolls and How to Succeed and Bye Bye Birdie in high school, I was stronger. Something that my best friend on the planet, Arnie Pantoja, always tells me is that Skyler... Even when I was going through my divorce, he says, Dude, I have no worries because I know I've seen in life you always come out of things stronger than you came into it. And I know you're down right now, but I'm kind of excited because I know who's coming yeah. out. And that doesn't mean single crazy guy, that means warmth, accepting guy, guy generous, you know, guy who learns these valuable lessons. I don't regret a single day of my last relationship or any relationship for that matter.
2: Mm.
0: it's very easy to be in those moments where you have the anxiety and you had your father who was able to support you through those toxic moments. But to be able to find the growth to say, you know what, I can still be myself and I can still love myself is really
1: powerful. How do you deal with people's opinions of you? Ooh, you know what? Easier said than done. But I'll tell you something, man, I hit a stride. I used to have this absolute where I wouldn't look at any mentions. I used to tell all my fighter friends, because that community is very brutal. I say, don't look at that stuff when you're winning, because then when you're losing, it's gonna be worse. And there's always gonna be one guy who says something, just block it out. Now, I could look at anything, man. I could look at mean tweets on Jimmy Kimmel. I would laugh through it. I don't celebrate and relish the good feedback enough to dwell on the bad. Mm. And that's the key for me. That's powerful. I never go, Oh my God, yo, everybody's saying team max. Like everybody's saying that I'm the guy that they want Zoe to be with her. Oh my God. This person says I have the best voice they've ever heard. Karamo just said, I should sing with Beyonce, which you should. Thank you. I had to put it in there, but, <laughs> but on the other hand, I have means a lot to me. And now I know how to accept fan appreciation and give that fan service and communication symbiotically so that When the bad stuff comes, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but I'm just so busy to deal with that section of the feedback, it just doesn't go through. So bring it on, I mean. It's a good tip to say don't over relish in the good stuff
0: because what happens is your ego gets inflated and when something negative happens, it then
1: deflates this fake ego that you think is built on compliments, but it's really not. Right, it's nothing you could blow it away like a dandelion. I mean, it's actually nothing. I don't mean to say that people's words and kindness and reaching out doesn't mean something because I have struggled with that balance. And now being the Libra that I am and Skylar 2.0, I feel like that I understand that relationship because I'll tell you what, since I had that absolute to probably protect myself and my own insecurities, I didn't really ever reply to fans or favorite their stuff unless if it was really meaningful and I developed some sort of a pen pal connection. But it's just in a good place, man. I mean, I might have a baby face, but I've been doing this for a while and I learn from all of my experiences and grow from all my experiences. So don't think I don't still grapple with those dark times, but I'm in a good spot, man. I'm very happy to be. And I'm very happy to like be open and proud about that. We always reach out when we need a helping hand and we always should do that. However, sometimes I'll say stuff that like, if I said on this podcast could sound cocky, but when I talk to my mom or Arnie, I'll be like, just cause I'm talking to a mirror now, I have to say this. They're like, Oh, please shoot. I'd be like, I should be playing that role. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever that conversation is, it's like, you can share in the excitement and in the inspiration and in those seeds of feeling it, it keeps it going it, it keeps it alive you can tether it to somebody else and it can bounce off them right back to you and now like extending out from there i think is like the way to do it and and that's how i am again i said at the beginning of this interview with home keys with my work with my acting instincts i like to go from the inside out if i'm thinking about numbers and things and i think the awareness of the business aspect and the publicity side of things i mean it's not accidental. But again, finding that delicate balance and that needle to thread is like so key.
0: I feel you brother, exactly. You're hitting it right on point. So I wanna switch gears just a little bit and talk about that amazing voice. Your voice is out of this world. And yes, I do wanna start a petition with you and Beyonce because especially after I just saw her do that Disney song where she sang, I was like, oh, you two need to like do a medley of like pop to like R&B because your voice can go there. Is there anybody that you're like, you know what, I really want to work with that's on my list?
1: Females, it's Beyonce and Barbara. That's for my sister and my mother and my heart, respectively. And then the list is Gaga, Florence. And then if we're talking actors, we're talking Marion Cotillard and Naomi Watts and Viola Davis, all of these greats. I mean, the list goes on and on. I've gotten to work with some of my heroes, honestly. I mean, doing Into the Woods with Sutton Foster, playing the baker to her dream role baker's wife was my dream role yeah i could not believe how we were able to connect in such a short period of time and build this really powerful dynamic chemistry that we talk about all the time and when's the next thing we're gonna do together and i just can't i still jonathan groff and i have a very interesting sidebar about sutton we've known her since the spring awakening days and actually before then and we still have to be like it's just crazy it's sutton like how does this happen (laughs) he's done cabaret shows with her that have toured and it's like jonathan groff and sutton fostered and like here i am fully being her counterpart and we're like dude, she's just so glorious i'll do anything with her Well, that's amazing, the humility with you that
0: makes you great and makes you very special because even the first time I met you, I saw you and I'm like, oh shit, that's Skylar right there. And I'm like tripping out and you were like, what's up, man? How you doing? Big fan. I was like, fucking cool as fuck, this dude right here. You know (laughs) what I mean? Just very down to earth and cool. Sidebar, one of the things that I loved about when I was younger was creating like soundtracks on my iPod of like how my mood was. If there was a soundtrack for your life,
1: what would be the top three songs on it? pulls out spotify immediately (laughs) right now i've been listening to this lawrence song from the album living room and it's called more so you can only imagine nostalgic by arizona right now and maybe like say so by doja cat for absolutely no reason doja
0: cat is
1: fire yeah i would like split doja cat and pineapple skies and just like merge those together just one after another since i have to keep it to three but yeah that's today That's in my top 20 and that's somewhere there. I'm putting my phone away because I will start doing all of this constantly.
0: You are a bona fide superstar in every single sense of the word. And I mean, not just because of your talent, but because of also the man you are. When you think of superstars, you think of somebody who you can look up to. You can say, this person is on their journey of finding happiness and finding growth. And it inspires me to be the same way. And you are the epitome of all of that. My friend... Thank you for being who you are and thank you for sharing your truth and talking and growing with me. Thank you, man.
1: That means the most. Just keep that awareness of your inner child, people. It's very important. Remember that 12-year-old that was looking out the window and thinking about things. You're still him or her. So if you find yourself in these moments where you can't believe you're meeting this person, allow that joy. Don't let it inflate your head, but allow that joy in. It's important, especially now, to allow all that joy in and be aware of your inner child. Boom! I love you, dude. My friend. Love you, too, man. Thank
0: you so much. Have a good one, all right? All we'll right. talk soon. You, too.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more
0: Friends, what a great conversation. I want to thank Skylar for coming on the show and for sharing his truth about life and dreams. Listen, friends, what I know to be true is that we can never stop having a bigger vision for ourselves. Many people will try to convince you that you are not worth it, that you have done all you can do, but it doesn't matter if you are 17 or 70. There is more life for you to live and more for you to experience and for you to have. Find the courage to start dreaming again, and to ask for help to take the steps to living the life you have always dreamed of. Like Skylar said, stay aware of that inner child that lives in you, who dreamed, because that child still lives within you. Friends, as always, thank you for listening and growing with me. Make sure to hit me up on Instagram and Twitter, at Karamo, and let me know how you feel about today's episode. Till next time, take care of yourself and each other. Karamo, a podcast, is an entertainment show. For advice or support on any emotional or mental challenges, please contact a licensed professional in your town. This show was produced by Karamo, Nick Panella of Workhouse Media, and assisted by Ellie Charles. All music composed by Ernie Wooden and the Big Woozy Band, and all episodes are edited by Nathan Moody. Thank you for listening and growing with us.